Welcome to Medieval, and thanks for joining us. You might be wondering, wait, this isn't the normal voice of the show? That's because I'm the new co-host, and I'll be narrating many of the episodes related to British medieval history. Your second question might be why the podcast has skipped from the early Middle Ages straight to an episode about Arundel Castle. That's because we wanted to spice things up a bit and dedicate several special episodes to look at a few interesting European castles and those sorts of things. Our hope is that these episodes can be fun and interesting for everyone without you having to listen to any previous episodes of the show. For example, we haven't talked about the Norman Conquest yet, so I'll try to keep things simple without subtracting from the value of these episodes. Our talk on Arundel Castle will probably be split into four parts, thus this is the first part. So, without any further ado... Arundel Castle is, of course, located in Arundel, West Sussex, and I believe it is the second largest medieval castle in England. For several centuries it has been inhabited by the Dukes of Norfolk, but has served as a home since the 11th century. It is surrounded by 40 acres of beautiful grounds. In 1066, William of Normandy invaded England and began to assess and divide its lands. He distributed estates to many of his loyal lords on the condition that they would build fortifications in order to secure these new holdings. One of William's counsellors, Roger de Montgomery, had taken care of Normandy whilst William was away campaigning in England. In recognition of his loyal service, the new King of England offered Montgomery a third of Sussex with the stipulation that he established a fortification at the mouth of the River Arran. It was crucial for the area to be defended since it controlled the supply routes from England to Normandy. A castle in this site, near the mouth of the river, would also help protect the town of Arundel from attacks coming across the sea. Arundel had probably been an important Anglo-Saxon town and may even have been a burgh, a fortified settlement, which we'll talk about in season episodes. Before the Norman Conquest, there was a church on the site and the remains of a 1st century Roman villa. William of Normandy was a castle builder and one of his greatest accomplishments was introducing mass construction of castles across England. Arundel Castle was built on a naturally defensive position which overlooked the sparkling waters of the River Arran. Taking the typical form of William's fortifications, Arundel Castle was a mottle and bailey defence built out of earth and timber. The model, or in other words, the largest artificial hill, would become the foundations of the castle's keep, in a similar process to many of England's great castles. Measuring over 30 metres high, its size could be used not only to guard the river, but to intimidate the residents of Arundel into behaving. There were two baileys in the early form of Arundel Castle. The dual mounds were important because they provided space for the living quarters, which could house a reasonably sized army. It was about in 1067 or 1068 that these simple features were constructed, and Arundel Castle was established by Roger de Montgomery. Many Motland Bailey castles of the Middle Ages were rebuilt in stone and underwent construction of large curtain walls. However, this would most often take decades or centuries to happen. The workers began reconstructing Arundel Castle in stone just a few years after its establishment adds weight to the fact that it was a crucial and highly important fort. In 1070, the gatehouse of Arundel was completed in stone, comprising a singular rectangular tower, and within several years, more areas of the fortification were being developed into stronger defences. By 1086, and the time of the Doomsday Book, Arundel had become a large and quickly growing medieval town with burgesses capitalising off market trade. During the time of early Norman England, 
the county of Sussex was divided into five regions, called rapes. Arundel acted as the central capital for rape administration and throughout the Middle Ages it would come under the control of rape lords, or lords of the rape. The first time Arundel Castle saw some proper action was in 1102, when the Earl of Arundel, at the time Robert of Bellamy, rebelled against King Henry I. He had defended the castle against Henry and the siege lasted three months. Henry managed to capture the castle. So we've reached the year 1102. In the next episode of Arundel Castle, I'm going to take a look at what happens when Stephen and Matilda bring England and Normandy descending into civil war. Additionally, we'll see several major developments in Arundel Castle, including the construction of a 10 metre high keep, curtain walls and observation towers. Our goal is to cover numerous special episodes such as these, but in order to do so, we've began outsourcing some of the time-consuming production tasks to talented freelancers. The Arundel Castle episode has been researched excellently by Ania Daniel. The script was written by Joshua Potts and the narration by me. Today's episode is thanks to Patrick Donlin, a loyal backer on Patreon. If you'd like to keep the show running and ad-free, then consider becoming a member. All patrons receive a handwritten postcard from me, early access to new episodes, entry to exclusive giveaways, and the chance to listen to bonus episodes, which aren't normally available. I'm immensely grateful to everyone who helps out, but if you don't have the money right now, don't feel pressured to contribute. Should you have any questions you'd like me to answer, please email them to medievalpodcast at outlook.com or contact me through my website. That's it for today, but I'll see you soon for more episodes of Medieval. Thanks for listening.